everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. America is not a racist country. It's backwards to fight discrimination with different types of discrimination. And it's wrong to try to use our painful past to dishonestly shut down debates in the present. Sean Rima, 9 till 11, News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. Yes, indeed. That was perfect. News Talk 550, KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. How are you? I've had about 19 minutes of sleep, to be honest with you. Uh, long night yesterday, uh, last night, went one way, one way or the other. And, and we'll talk about the different speeches, the Biden speech. And, uh, and also the Tim Scott, uh, uh, South Carolina, his rebuttal uh, for the Republicans. Uh, but, man, what a crazy, crazy uh, night of weather. Uh, we, you know, it was weird because uh, we started getting the bad weather right around the time Biden started speaking. And was tracking it, and it looked like it was coming. Because we're, we're on uh, just inside 1604, just down from Bandera Road. I, I won't tell you exactly where, because I don't want weirdos showing up on my lawn. But we, we live pretty close to Bandera Road, right off of 1604. And uh, not too far from SeaWorld. And uh, uh, it looked like it was coming right for us. And then it kind of skirted north of us a smidge. And uh, and then looked like it was going to slam into New Braunfels and Garden Ridge, uh, or Garden Ridge first and then New Braunfels, and then it kind of skirted a little higher. You just never know. But, uh, man, seeing the uh, the images of the hail uh, in, in Hondo, I think, uh, that's, you know, like the size of a small lamp, you know, it's scary stuff. We didn't have any damage here. We had a lot of wind. Uh, we had a lot of rain, and that was about it. Little, a little bit of hail, not much, but there was just, you know, barely anything. So we lucked out on my end of town, but our hearts go out to the folks who who took some damage. And there was lots of uh, flash flooding out there. So make sure you're 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 tuned to your severe weather station, uh, KTSA, uh, and we'll let you know. Uh, Don Morgan and everybody in the newsroom will let you know where the, as much as possible where the flash flooding is and where to be careful. Obviously, you don't need me to tell you this, but don't try to drive through it. You don't know how deep it is. You don't know what's down there. You can roll over a great white shark, and then your your undercarriage is screwed up. So just, just you know, you know what to do. <laughs> just, just be careful. Uh, 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. Don Morgan, did you actually, and you and Chris, did you and Chris get some, uh, Gnarly weather where you guys were, uh, I imagine. Right. Yeah, well, you know, it was just a lot of thunder and lightning and where I right. was. And so it, you know, it was loud. Um, right. But it wasn't like, um, you know, in Hondo and Deannis and those places. Castroville had, had some damage as well. Right. And in, uh, Deannis, it, uh, it lifted the train, some trains and off the rails. Knocked the train over. That's some serious wind, man. I don't know if you people know this, but train cars are, Really heavy, and so if the wind can knock it off the rails, that is some serious freaking wind, man. 
So uh, we had, you know, we had another uh, bout of thunder. I woke up with a big gold thunderclap, probably probably around two thirty, and then uh, I almost. I, I'm just trying to explain to you. I'm not Trey. Where Trey sleeps about nineteen hour, nineteen minutes a day. Trey, sleep, my brother Trey sleeps about. He says about four hours. It's more like nineteen minutes. The rest of the time he's prepping the show. <laughs> Me. I'm really out of shape. So, you know, I, 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 old Uncle Sean needs his freaking sleep, man. I gotta sleep, dude. And, uh, I, I, uh, 2.30, it started, uh, thundering and that woke my ass up. And then I was telling Chris, you ever get one of those sudden leg cramps, like right in the calf for no damn reason? You're just lying there, you know, and, and all of a sudden you, your calf is on fire. And so I, I just, I, I, I didn't. And that's another thing that's bad about being out of shape is, is you get cramps in the middle of the night for no damn reason, for not doing anything. So I'm a little grumpy ass. I haven't had any, any sleep, and uh, uh, so we'll muddle our way through the next couple of hours. We have Greg Brockhouse coming up uh, at 9.36 uh, to talk to us about how things are going leading up to uh, uh, Election Day on, on Saturday and uh and get his thoughts going into uh the final uh, the final showdown if you will uh and beyond that we'll be talking about the speeches and i i, I want to leave the uh the phone lines open for y'all uh 2105995555 2105995555 and essentially the, my basic question is uh what did you think uh as far as the biden speech which w- went on for a little over an hour uh, and then the Tim Scott speech, uh, the Republican rebuttal, which was uh, about 15 minutes. Uh, so throughout the show, we're going to leave that open because that's kind of the big story of the day. And when we get back in a few minutes, I'll start breaking down my thoughts on both speeches. Uh, although I, I honestly don't have a lot to say about the Biden speech because it was just 60 full minutes of absolute bullcrap. Absolute freaking bullcrap is what you heard coming out of Joe Biden's mouth last night. And uh, as I'm watching it, and, you know, my wife and I are, are you know, pretty like-minded politically for the most part. She's got a little liberal in her. But we were both screaming at the same moments, just profanity. Because there were so many examples last night where he was lying. He was full of crap. And uh, it was frustrating to watch. And it was kind of depressing to watch, honestly. Uh, the mask kiss was really disgusting. And I, I thought really the most honest guy in the room was Ted Cruz, nodding off, man. I, thank you, Ted, for being Ted. That, it, and the, uh, and the, the, the uh, what's her name, from, from uh, Colorado with the Mylar blanket. That was really funny. Because he didn't talk about the, uh, the crisis on the border at all. Uh, but Ted Cruz nodding off, man. That was almost performance art. That was beautiful. That was perfect. And then Tim Scott, uh, gave the rebuttal for about 15 minutes. Uh, and my thought after listening to him speak for 15 minutes was, I hope that, that dude should be the president someday. Do you think that, that the Senator Ted Cruz actually, you think Ted Cruz actually was having a difficult time staying awake or was he just doing that to, I don't care if he, he, either way. <laughs> either way, it was beautiful. A snot back there. <laughs> well, he is a snotty guy, you know. And so I, I, I kind of think maybe he was yeah, putting it, was it a on a little. Combination of the two, probably. Yeah. Right, but it was a boring ass speech. I mean, I almost nodded off a few times. The anger was the only thing that kept me awake. 
<laughs> you know, my, my anger was the only thing that woke me up during that snooze fest. So I don't know if Cruz was putting us on or not. I didn't watch the speech as it happened because I'm going to have to relive it a million times here. Today. <laughs> right. but, you know, so I, I get in here this morning, and that's, you know, one of the first things I see are all these, you know, Ted Cruz. I'm like, oh, what did he do? You know, oh, he, <laughs> he took a nap. And so I went back and watched the video, and the first thing I thought was, he's so messing with the president right now. He's sitting back there. <laughs> Making sure he sees him. I know. <laughs> Acting like you know, he, was, I mean, he had like Homer Simpson with his head and back, <laughs> tongue hanging out and snoring. That would have been hilarious. He should have had the tongue <laughs> fall out, right? <laughs> well, yeah, the first thing I thought was he was messing with him. <laughs> yeah, I probably, but you know what? I, now, I don't know if Joe saw him, because you know what it's like. We've both done, in this business, you do a lot of public speaking, or we have. And it doesn't take much to screw you up sometimes, you know what I mean, when you're, right. when you're giving a speech. And just, you know, if, if Biden was able to see him nodding off, I wonder if that, like, you, you son of a, you know, I wonder if that messed him up just a little. So I don't care. I don't care if, if the crews did it, you know, on, on purpose or if he really was nodding off. Either way, it was beautiful. Right. <laughs> he spoke for us. He spoke for many Americans in that moment, <laughs> one way or the other, because that was just a river of bullcrap, man, there at the podium there. <laughs> you know, and watching Pelosi, and they were just gushing, and, you know, and and, no, and remembering when she ripped up uh, Donald Trump's uh, State of the Union speech the last mm-hmm. time out, right. which was really childish and insipid. Uh, the, the whole thing was just obnoxious. It was, and I'll, I'll break it down as far as what I specifically thought was obnoxious. And then we'll, uh, we'll talk about, uh, Tim Scott and, and the rebuttal. But, uh, yeah, good on you, Ted. You're, he's, he's just, he's really come into his own. You know, I, I was never a huge fan of Ted Cruz prior to him dropping out of the primaries. Right. Against Donald Trump. And it almost feels like once he got through that, he just kind of said, "Blanket, I'm just going to be. I got to be me, you know." And he he's just really come into his own. I wonder if that's a skill he developed when his children were babies, you know, when they What's wake that? up in the middle of the night and they need to be fed or changed, and you don't want to do it. So you can... just pretend like you can't wake up. <laughs> They're like hitting you in the head with a butter knife, and you're still not waking up. <laughs> he's out cold. <laughs> Fix your own pan. Fix your own diaper. Um, which you could probably say to Joe Biden too, in a sense. Uh, Two one zero five. No. Do you think he? Anyway, I don't know. Uh, zero... Do you think he wears? Anyway, two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Oh, I got calls. Well, you know, you get older. Uh, here's here's Mark on line one. Hey, Mark. Sean. Hey. Hey, I, I guess I was the one thing I would say is I think first of all the Democrats are way behind the rest of us. I I just really have no I know what everybody else out there. I just noticed especially this month a real a real re- restoration back to normal of economic activity. I know I'm self-employed and I know I'm finding more and more people are now just picking up the phone and we're getting on with things. Right. As far as regarding the Biden speech, I guess the only as I'm thinking about it, the only the, the the only good news that I take out of it is that I've been worried about his cognitive ability and his ability to actually serve four years right. or, or be president for four years. 
And I, what, I, what I was encouraged is last night he was actually able to be coherent. Um, you may not, I mean, I don't like what he was saying. He's obviously a radical, you know, radical leftist Democrat. But at least he was able to, to coherently, I was amazed. The thing went over. At least over he got, was able to get through the speech. He was actually <laughs> Without able any screw to get ups. through it. I mean, he was actually he didn't really have any major too f- many senior moments and right. all the other stuff. That, so yeah. I, I think the one, the only t- thing I take out of it, as bad as Biden is, I think Biden will be there for four years, and you know we'll I don't know. have to you just have to trudge right. through it and do what we I, can. I got to take a break. Uh, we'll we'll pick it up from there when I get back, and I'll 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 mention some of the finer points of uh, of my agitation watching the uh, the speech. Hey, this is David Van Camp, and you're listening to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Stay connected. Talk by the KTSA. I'm Sean Hank. I riffed so long uh, on that last segment that we don't have a lot of time here. The phone lines are open 210 599 5555. Your thoughts. Um, some of the moments uh, where I just lost my ass uh, listening to Biden uh, prattle on. Uh, when he, he started talking about autocrats. <laughs> You know, and autocrats need to pay their fair share. Oh, I'm like, you are the definition of an autocrat. Those two chicks behind you are autocrats. Most of the people in that chamber are autocrats. That uh, pissed me off. Uh, when he started talking about policing, and, uh, you know, I get sick of this. I get sick of hearing this. I get sick of hearing, oh, you know, it, it Biden said this last night, well, the vast majority of law enforcement officers are good people just doing their job. Okay. We still need to reform every PD in America because it's systemically racist. I'm like, ah. I'm going to say it again, Mr. Man. If the vast majority of law enforcement officers are good people doing their job and doing a tough job at that, why do we need to reform the PDs? Why? 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 It was just obnoxious. And Trey's right. It's all about expanding the government. He started talking about the uh, uh, the the voting, uh, uh, the election law bill that they want to pass, which would essentially destroy your voice in any election held in this country. And started when he started talking about how we, we need this law to protect our democracy, I'm like, oh, I just want to barf. That bill is the antithesis of democracy. I just said antithesis. It was really just obnoxious. There was, it was very, very obnoxious. I'm so sick also of the systemically racist crap and hearing that. So, and the other thing, the other thing that I, that I, that, that was bothering me last night is, uh, what I couldn't see and couldn't hear, which is exactly what happened as soon as, uh, he rapped in that the, the uh the media big uh, big uh big media and uh the celebrity idiots just started gushing over what oh my god that was the greatest speech ever uttered by any human being on earth ever since the since the development of language itself i mean it was just so obnoxious oh thank god we have a president again oh it was it was obnoxious Meanwhile, they're calling Tim Scott Uncle Tim. 
you know, because he's a house, you know. I, I love it how the great uh, justice warriors of our country, the great race warriors, you know, fighting the evil scourge of racism every day. Boy, they sure go racist when a black guy goes conservative, don't they? <laughs> Uncle Tim was trending last night after Tim Scott finished up. Uh, so who's the real racist in the room, man? Who's the real racist in the room? Okay, it is a racist idea that if you're black and you don't vote Democrat, that somehow you are not black, or you're a token, or you're an Uncle Tom. It is so disgusting. You people make me sick. You really do, man. You're the worst racist in the world. Wrapping yourselves in your freaking sanctimonious bullcrap about justice and equity, and yet a guy gives an opinion that you don't like, and suddenly you go all, you start calling him racial slurs. That's just beautiful. Wow. You guys are so impressive, man. Ugh. Ugh. Gonna barf. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Again, Greg Brockhouse coming up in a few minutes. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. Still waiting on uh, Greg Brockhouse. He's supposed to give us a ring here. So as soon as we uh, we hear from him, uh, we'll get him on the air to talk about uh, not only the uh, the election coming up on Saturday, but also uh, his thoughts on what he saw last night. Because they, basically Nuremberg is a mini Biden in a sense. Uh, they both want the same kind of thing, right? <laughs> Nuremberg wants it for here in San Antonio, and uh, and and Biden wants it. Uh, uh, for the whole damn country. And it's this idea that the government uh, just thinks for you. It makes every single distinct, uh, single decision for you. Oh, you got him? Uh, let's go ahead. Greg Brockhouse joins us. How are you, sir? Sean, Rev, how's it going? How's everybody doing out there, man? <laughs> Surviving pretty the, good. The, the, the deluge, the, the tropical storm that hit us last night. I hope everybody's well. How'd you, were, were in your neck of the woods, were you okay or what? Yeah, we were good out here. We didn't lose any power, but it was coming down pretty good. I know there was flooding uh, up and down Bandera, 1604. People were struggling, so it's uh, yeah. nothing out here where we're at, so we're blessed. We're good. How are you doing? Not too bad. We had some rain and wind. That was about it, but, uh, you know, nothing like what Hondo got. And, uh, uh, I know. I know. You know. They really got hit. Um, first off, uh, you know, I was just saying that, you know, watching Biden's speech last night, you know, he and Nuremberg really are cut from the same cloth. They really want to accomplish the boat the same thing in their respect, right? In their respective uh, jobs, mm-hmm. uh, Biden as the president, Nuremberg as the mayor of uh, of this town. In that, you have a massive centralized government that decides everything for you, basically, right? Well, and I think you know what what we saw last night is what we've seen in the playbook here in San Antonio. You know, I mean, we've got to be thinking about when are we going to get back to allowing citizens right to make their own choices and do the own things that, that they know are best for their neighborhoods, their families. Uh, and last night, I don't know how we're going to afford all these things. I just looked at San Antonio and think about Ron following that same playbook, trying to do everything he possibly can to make decisions for everybody across this city. Uh, and I'm look, that's why we're running for mayor. That's where we're back working hard to asking for votes is to put ourselves in a position to make sure we get back to the basics and let citizens make the choices, man. This personal, these personal choices that people cannot make anymore. I think it's destroying who we are and it's everything from your property taxes to job creation, to masks, to vaccine passports. 
I mean, you name it. Uh, last night we just saw another laundry list of things that are going to be difficult for citizens to afford. And the only way they get that, the only way we get to affording that is through taxation, and that's not where we're going to be. So uh, I don't know, man. I'm worried for the future of the country, obviously. But more importantly here in San Antonio, it's the exact same playbook. And Ron Nuremberg's been following it from day one, which is hide in a bunker, try to get reelected, and then come out and push a massive agenda of socially reengineering our community. It, it, that's what we're seeing right here in San Antonio. Yeah, absolutely. It's our own little swamp, uh, as we've said before. Now, you know, the, the election is on Saturday, the final day. The election day is on Saturday. Uh, what's your final push? What do you What do you want people to know about you uh, before Look, they go to the polls? Yeah, get out and vote, right? I mean, this is what we're looking for. We saw heavy turnout, which is great for challengers all across the city. Uh, we know we have a vote on Proposition B. We cannot defund our police department. You must come out and vote in against Proposition B. And don't forget, you know, the people that want to change City Hall, Ron Nuremberg is effectively over the last two months taking both sides of the police issue. He's in a room with Fix SAPD and BLM, and he's telling them his fists up at City Hall, and he's with them. He goes into the police officer's office, and he says, hey, I'm with you. And then he tells the public, I'm neutral. Get out, vote against Proposition B. If Ron Nuremberg had his way, he's going to come back, and he's going to take it to our police officers and put our public in, in danger with our, you know, crime is up 34% across our city. Do not forget this. Murder is up 34% year over year. Do not defund our department. Vote against Proposition B. My closing argument is jobs. Let's get back to opening our city up 100% and get back to people making life choices that are best for them. We've got to work on property tax relief. No vaccine passports or mandates, and this mask mandate absolutely has destroyed our economy as well. So it's going to require us getting back to basics and really working hard to get people back to work and keeping more of the money they earn. And that's what we're going to be about. The poll sites were great all week. Uh, people are coming out. But, hey, look, rain or shine on Saturday, we're on the edge. We know we have to get Ron Nuremberg into a runoff. And we have to bring out our voters, and we have to show up at the poll sites Against Prop B, and of course, I'm asking for people's votes to be the next mayor of San Antonio. And I'm going to be in that street every day working hard uh, through Election Day. And then if I'm blessed to be elected, we're going to go every day to, to bring San Antonio back better than ever. And I believe in us. And I'm not here, Sean, and to everybody listening, to change San Antonio into something it's not. I'm here to get us back to the basics and build on who we are and just be proud of our city and go, go, go back to work as quickly as possible. Well, you know, I, I got to tell you this story. This is funny because we, we we went out and voted. Uh, I guess it was two, Wednesday night uh, or Tuesday night. I can't remember which. Uh, last night, I guess it was Wednesday night. And uh, I'd made a big deal on the air about how I was going to douse. My, my wife had bought me this bottle of Drakkar. Remember that crap from the? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. You night. wear the Drakkar. I wear the Fahrenheit. <laughs> <laughs> Fahrenheit. I remember that. So, dude, I like because I made a big deal of it on the air. I douse myself with Drakkar. So I said, if you're, you know, if you're at my voting site, you may, you may not know, uh, I may not say it's me, but if you smell Drakkar, you know, I'm right there and I'm going to vote for Greg Brockhouse. I'm going to vote against Prop B. And, uh, that's precisely what I did. My wife still has a headache from the Drakkar. So, you know. Hey, uh, you know what? Vote for Brockhouse and, and listen to Sean Rima. We're bringing back the basics. Drakkar, Fahrenheit. You know, you got us right where we need it. You know, we, we're swatch watches. We're going to go back swatch to the 80s and make this city great again. There you go. Greg, I love you, man. Good luck on Saturday. I know you're going to kick some ass, man. Hey, hey, brother. To everybody out there, get out and vote. It's what's right and best for our city. We've earned it as citizens. Uh, let's just make let's just get out there and put put our ballot box, push that button, make it happen. Just just do what you can. Rain or shine. Let's be blessed on Saturday. Vote and change our city for the better. 
Rock on, man. Greg Rockhouse, we appreciate it, brother. Thank you so much. Hey, brother. All right, man. Take care, everybody. <laughs> Take care. Uh, Brock the vote, man. Uh, 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. I still smell like Drakkar. It's a couple of days later, and I still smell like freaking Drakkar, man. It's making my wife sick. Uh, all right, we'll take a break. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. News Talk 550 KTSA. Sean, hi. Oh, it's good to hear from Greg Brockhouse. I like Greg. He's good people. So we'll see what happens on Saturday. I, I, Fahrenheit, Chris used to wear Fahrenheit in middle school. Yes, sir. I forgot about Fahrenheit. I was more of a Drakkar and Stetson guy. Uh, and then Greg, because we, I said, you guys know this, but I, I doused myself with Drakkar for whatever bizarre reasons to go vote. I thought I was being funny. I don't know. I still smell that crap, though. It smells like cat pee. Ugh, God. We just doused ourselves in this crap back in the nine, 80s and early 90s. And well, so what have you tried to do to get rid of the odor? Oh, well, nothing yet. I have to bathe. Chasing just, down you know, a skunk. I have gotten around to it. What's that? You haven't what? gotten around to it. <laughs> it's only been a few days. It's know? only been a few days. I just haven't gotten around to a shower. <laughs> Take care of it. Try to you know what it is? What's that? Have you tried a pressure washer? Pressure washer. I could probably use one. You know what it is. Have, I you, called, you, have you called a priest? <laughs> I, the stink is mine. I need to get a. I need to get Giovanni in here to my in my house at some point because one of the reasons that I have that I that it seems like I don't bathe as regularly as perhaps I should. He's got one of those screwy uh, shower faucet thingies where it's like two spinning things. You know what I mean? And you got to get both spinny things in, in in a certain direction to get the hot water working. It's such a pain in the ass. It just it takes me so long. It's like there's a secret freaking code to my freaking shower that I have to. They change the code every day, the combination every day on me. Somebody does. So it requires coordination. It requires coordination, and it's a pain in the ass. It's a pain in the ass to get the hot water going. That's all. So sometimes I go a couple of days, and I still smell like Drakkar. But at least I don't smell like Fahrenheit. Ugh. Fahrenheit just... and cool water. Cool water? What was that one? I don't remember that one. Oh, there's another good one. The 80s. I, it was funny, but when I did go to vote, uh, my wife and I, who's about this tall, uh, we, we uh, actually were talking to a couple behind us. Because I had a I had a movie T-shirt on about one of my favorite movies from uh, the '80s, which was a Roddy Rowdy Roddy Piper movie. They Live, remember that with the oh, aliens and crap. Loved it. And so we got into this discussion about '80s movies and and '80s stuff, and and uh, you know, it was a fun and quirky time. All right, I'm glad I made it out of there. I'm glad I survived the '80s, reeking of you know Drakkar and stuff. But, you know, uh, I, I just can't believe we doused ourselves in that Drakkar crap to the extent that we did. Because it really is awful-smelling crap, isn't it? It's really just truly awful-smelling crap. Well, that's uh, how it is when you revisit things from the past sometimes. Much like some of the movies you talk about. Yeah, we used to think they were great, and then you go back and watch them, and it's like, well, this is a piece of crap. Yeah, 
Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it doesn't have the same right. impact that it did back then. Kind of like your cologne. Yeah, kind of like my cologne. Right. You know, like I, like I, I watched Lethal Weapon, one of the Lethal Weapon movies the other day, and it's like one of my favorite. It was one of my favorite movies back in the eighties. And I tried watching it now, and I'm like, this is really insipid, man. The script is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's some movies you go see, and you thought they were hilarious. You're howling in the theater. And then 30, 40 years later, you go back and watch it. Like, this is stupid. I was that way with Bill and Ted. I was that way with Bill and Ted. I didn't didn't like that one initially anyway. When it first came out, I thought, oh, that's a clever movie. But then I tried to watch it to watch the new one, and neither one was very funny. They both were kind of sad and pathetic. So Then again, I was fairly sad and pathetic back in the 80s. So (laughs) weren't we all? Sad and pathetic and wearing skinny ties and spraying ourselves with freaking Dracar. Um, 210-599-5555. We have another full freaking hour of commentary and your calls uh, talking about the big story of the day, which is the president's whatever that was last night. And, of course, Tim Scott's uh, rebuttal, which I think most of us were very impressed with. And this is where I get, you know, a little tired of being called a racist because I'm white. I'd vote for Tim Scott in a heartbeat. I don't, I don't, skin color doesn't play any role, man. It's, it's, racism is a stupid idea. And I, I, I'm so sick of this idea that guys like me are just because we got pale skin are inherently racist. Back in the day, I would have voted for Condoleezza Rice in a heartbeat. Wouldn't have even had to think about it. Tim Scott, if he ran, I'd vote for him. Wouldn't even think about it. Uh, that's, that was my uh, that was my uh, uh, reaction after seeing him uh, uh, after watching his speech, which was 15 minutes of wonderfulness and truth and truth. Uh, said we need to stop acting like we haven't made any progress since Jim Crow. He said my grandfather, who died at the age of 94, uh, when we you know was able to see uh, throughout his lifetime his family go from cotton to Congress. You know, and it's uh, it's insulting to the original uh, heroes of the civil rights movement to pretend that somehow things are just as bad now. And watching people who are the system claim that the system is racist is just cracks me up, man. It's like, why don't you all do something about it if you're so systemically racist? You want to see systemic racism? It's happening right now. It's against white people. There, I said it. And how dare Tim Scott be a black guy and have conservative values? We'll talk some more. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. Republicans support everything you think of when you think of infrastructure. Roads, bridges, ports, airports, waterways, high-speed broadband. We're in for all of that. But again, Democrats want a partisan wish list. They won't even build bridges to build bridges. Sean Rima, 9 till 11, News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. That was a great line. I love the uh, kind of the smidge of snark in his voice when he said, you know, infrastructure like bridges and roads. <laughs> yeah, News Talk 550, KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean Elvis. Hang on. A little weary today. I, I didn't get much sleep last night because uh, I, uh, first I watched uh, the president ramble and prattle on about his communist agenda, and then uh, Tim Scott, who was brilliant, 
And might I add, you know, again, who are you that a black guy has conservative values and you go all racist on him? And you're supposed to be the racial justice warriors, right? Fighting racism every day of your lives. Fighting systemic racism. But a black guy, a prominent black guy, Senator, uh, uh, starts talking about his opinions on things and his opinions on race. And he acknowledged racism. He said, I've been profiled. He said, I've been pulled over because I'm, you know, driving while black and all that. But, you know, to, to, to make it seem like we, we are no better off than the, than the Jim Crow era because you're trying to accomplish something political is disgusting. And it is. I mean, I'm paraphrasing what he said. Because he didn't deny racism. He just said that racism has, in a sense, been weaponized. I've been saying this for a while. Race, the accusation of racism has been weaponized for, for political reasons and, and economic reasons, I think. Uh, and he made the point, again, I'm paraphrasing, that uh, you, know, you, you go back to the Jim Crow era and the color of your skin meant something, right? Meant that you were less than. Uh, you were not equal. Uh, and here we are in the year 2021, and now skin color determines whether or not you're an oppressor. And he's right. I mentioned before the break, and I know that if you're a liberal idiot, you're, you're just gonna clench up when I say this. You're just gonna clench. But you are seeing systemic racism being built before your very eyes. Okay, I, I don't believe, I agree with Tim Scott. We, we are not systemically racist. It's one of those terms, uh, that, uh, gets slung around all the time and people just don't even think about what they're saying anymore. It's just the, it's the trendy thing to say about racism now. It's systemic. It's systemic. People who have never used the word systemic in their entire stinking existences are suddenly, you know, it's systemic racism. And, you know, if the, if the system were systemically racist, okay, uh, you never would have had a, that such a system would have never allowed for a Barack Obama two year, uh, two terms in a row. Uh, a, a system that is racist would never allow for Maxine Waters or Tim Scott, for that matter, or any other prominent African American politician to be within that system and have influence. No way, man. It's a joke. It's even more crazy to watch the people who are the system talk about how the system is racist. It's like, dude, you're the president of the system, you know. But people like throwing it around. It sounds it's like when people start throwing around the word existential. It's an existential threat. It's like, you know, no, no, it's not. That's not the right usage of that word. But it doesn't matter because the truth doesn't matter. Uh, words don't matter. Infrastructure can mean anything you want it to mean that you want to get, you know, free money to pay for. That's all, you know. And, and I, I just liked what Tim Scott had to say, but what kind of a racist do you have to be? And if you're a liberal idiot, call me up and explain it to me. Have, have some, you know, have some cojones to call me up and explain to me what this means. Okay. When you have a, a prominent, a uh, politician or leader who who is black, but yet doesn't have the the opinion sets the the established or you know uh, I don't know how to put it the 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 expected opinion set of your average leftist idiot. Why do you guys go all racial on that person? 
he, you know, Twitterverse, uh, the Twitterverse, which I stay off of. I, I got a Twitter account. I never use it. I think Twitter is insipid. The only person who ever used Twitter to any great advantage was Donald Trump, honestly. But the Twitterverse, and I, I read a few of them, you know, uh, Uncle Tim, here goes Uncle Tim, like an Uncle Tom. Like he's a token, like he's uh, he's been, uh, I don't know, shanghaied by the white man. Were you guys, seriously, if you can, if you can explain to me that bit of hypocrisy, I'd like to understand it. How, how is it you, you feel fine going all racist on a black man who is a senator, but doesn't have, you know, the same expected opinion set as you? Did you guys not pay attention at all to what happened in the last election? Did you not pay attention at all to the numbers Donald Trump got with the African American, African American community? Do you not pay any attention at all to the fact that uh, a solid majority of black Americans think having a photo ID to vote in an election is, is a good idea? You know, you, you claim to be fighting for this community, and yet you pay absolutely no attention to them. Uh, Biden was going off on uh, on gun violence again last night, and he was talking about the spree killers. Didn't say a damn thing about Chicago or Baltimore or Philadelphia or, you know, any of these other major cities in the country where you have, uh, yeah, a hell of a lot of gun violence. In fact, gun violence that is uh, off the charts, breaking records every weekend in Chicago, in Baltimore, in D.C., in Philadelphia, in L.A., didn't have anything to say about that gun violence because why? Well, because it's violence in these these neighborhoods that have been decimated by their own policies. You know, I just you guys are the biggest bunch of hypocrites. I, it's just man. And I was telling my brother Trey Rare that there's there's one thing I can't stand, and I, I can't say it on the air, so I'm going to have to use a slightly altered word, but I hate bull crap. I, I hate my own bull crap. When I am full of crap, I, I it's one of my least favorite aspects of my nature. So that's why I try not to be full of crap. <laughs> it's just maybe sometimes I come off a little raw or a little edgy, but you're getting the truth as far as what I think. And I never claim anything about myself that isn't absolutely true because I hate bull crap. And so when people are shoveling bullcrap in my direction, it just makes me seethe. It really does. So I guess what I'm asking, if you're a liberal idiot, and, and you think that was one of the greatest speeches any president has ever given, could you explain to me why you are so stinking comfortable with hypocrisy? I mean, you just swaddle yourselves in, in hypocrisy and bullcrap. I'm curious. I'm, I'm just curious. Do you like the smell of bull crap or what? Does it satisfy some kind of weird insecurity or ego need? You know, I don't know. But Joe Biden was full of crap last night. <laughs> On a number of occasions, you know, uh, the, the, he pretty much acted like he alone took on the COVID uh, virus and, and, and created the vaccines and basically took credit for everything Donald Trump did. Bullcrap. Uh, talked about the uh, the We the People bill, whatever the hell it's called, uh, the voting rights bill, the election bill that essentially would rob pretty much every American of their vote in this country, would basically legalize the fe- their ability to cheat every election. 
and he's sitting there telling you and telling me that this is about your rights, this is about protecting democracy, bull crap. Started talking about uh, rich people. they got to pay their fair share. Uh, Trickle-down economics doesn't work. The hell it don't. Bullcrap. Started talking about autocrats are a real problem, and autocrats not paying their fair share. And he is himself a freaking autocrat. Bullcrap. Oh, it was obnoxious. And depressing, frankly. Tim Scott was more was more presidential in 15 minutes than Joe Biden has been in as many many decades of public service where he has accomplished nothing. He has solved no problem. If the the system itself is racist, then why didn't Joe Biden do something about it decades ago? Cuz he was part of the system decades ago. Starting as a young man. One of the youngest senators. Why so why didn't he do something about it? Why? Because he's full of crap, that's why. 210-599-5555. Let's go to Elvis on line one. Elvis, how you doing? Outstanding now that the storm took over and kind of knocked Biden off of the picture. <laughs> I'd rather watch Adam Kasky all night long. Oh, man. I was watching my man Bill Taylor, man. He's he's on Ken's five. He's, he's badass, man. But even uh, hitting real quick on the fragrances in the early 90s, the CK-1 <laughs> was just an abomination. What, what was it? It really was. Which CK-1. one? CK-1. I don't remember that one. This, yeah, the Calvin Klein uh, CK-1, just an mm. abomination. And towards the end of my Navy career, when all the women were actually getting into the uh, surface combatants ships, everybody was wearing Kelowna perfume, and it smelled like I worked at a Macy's counter. For the last two years of my career. And I told him, everybody knocks it off. All you get in the morning is underarm deodorant, and that's it till four o'clock. Right, because you're on a ship, right? You're in an enclosed, in an enclosed space. Wow, oh man. God, well, thank, horrible. <laughs> thank you for your service, man. Thank you for your call, brother. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. We'll take a little break. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA and now on FM 1071. This is Jack Riccardi. Stay connected to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071 on Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA.com. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean Height. It's Willie Nelson's damn birthday, man. Willie Nelson's damn birthday. The man is 88 stinking years of age today. Happy birthday, Willie. Keep on smoking, buddy. He's 88. My mom's the same age, man. Is is and there, you know, and uh, and Willie's still out there performing. Although, if you've heard him recently, you can kind of tell he's he's having some breathing issues, which is shocking. I know to most of us that he would have breathing issues. And while I would never, you know, sit around and talk politics with Willie, uh, he's still one of my favorites, one of my favorite artists, and uh, and he's he's Willie, man. He's Willie Nelson. He's a national icon. National treasure, in a sense, and I'll, uh, I'll I'll I'm not going to tell you what what else happened on the bus on the honeysuckle rose, but one of the coolest things when I first came to San Antonio, if you on my Facebook page, you've seen the picture, is that uh, uh, it's when I first started working at KTSa, 
and first moved to San Antonio, and uh, Willie was playing the Majestic Theater on like a Sunday. And uh, this is when I was also just kind of hanging out with Kinky Friedman, and we uh, we we just walked on the bus, man. <laughs> we just walked on the bus, and it was funny. And I'll tell you this, but then I, I you know, it, it, they had like this big when you first get on the honeysuckle ro- honeysuckle rose, and uh, they had there's this big sort of vinyl curtain that separates where the driver is from from the bus, and uh, and, and Kinky's getting ready to pull the curtain aside, and and the driver whose name I can't remember. Uh, was a fan of my show and had been a fan of my show in Austin and it was following me uh, now at, at, with my evening show at KTSA. And he said, I love your show, man, but I wouldn't bring up politics when I go back there if I were you. And I'm like, no worries. I'm, I'm, I'm not going <laughs> to. And he pulled that curtain aside and I got on the bus. That's all I'm going to say to you about that. 210 did you hear about the uh, the chick in Seattle who, uh, who whose kid she was going to name her daughter Cora, K O R A, and there was a screw up uh, with the with the with the uh, with the birth certificate. The doctor filled it out wrong, and named the kid Corn K O R N. Chris, is that like that heavy metal band? Why is it there like some kind of heavy metal band? You know, they played that loud music called Corn. And uh, she thought that was kind of funny because legally, the kid, once the, the name went on the certificate, the kid's name is Corn, little little girl. So uh, they're in the process of uh, of uh, you know getting it changed, but it's going to take them a little while. It's just kind of funny. Like, why would a doctor think anybody would want to name their kid Corn? You know what I mean? Like, we wouldn't think like a red flag would go up in the doctor's head. You know, again, Seattle, right? Or a yellow flag. <laughs> or Motley Crue. Um, you think, you know what I mean? Like, you think, when you think like a flag would go up, you know, and like, like maybe, do you think this is true? They actually want to name their kid Corn. Maybe we should, tr- you know, check on this. Uh, but I thought that was funny. So they're getting that ch- name changed back. Uh, just getting, kind of hitting some quick hits here. Uh, Ted Cruz. Uh, I'm calling it the cruise snooze, and Don Morgan and I were talking earlier. We're not sure if uh, if if he was putting us on, making a statement. Did he actually fall asleep? But last night at one point during uh, Biden's speech, oh, and then we'll talk to Sam, uh, he, he seemed to nod off. And, you know, I was telling Don, I don't really care if it was real or a put on. It was beautiful. It just, he's Ted Cruz, man. He just, he's the honey badger, man. He don't care. I think it was, I think it was uh, his version of a head fake. I, I think you're, you're right. I, I think he just kind of sat back, closed his eyes a little bit, acted like he was dozing off. Because he knows, he knows that people are going to catch it. Right. And it's going to be a news story. Mm. We love you, Ted. <laughs> you're badass, man. Here's <laughs> Sam on line one. Sam, how you doing? Uh-oh. Oh, good morning. Oh, um, oh, you caught me napping. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> and, you know, uh, Joe was talking about, you know, that how he did this and how he did that. And you were just saying how if he was if he had been in pres- uh, you know, in politics the last 500 million years when the dinosaurs ruled the earth, how come he didn't make changes? <laughs> well, in my daughter's neighborhood, there was this flyer that came out and it's by 
some dude named Julian Castro and yeah. says that I'm voting yes for Prop B and why he's why he wants you know pushing for this. So right. if you're pushing for this, Julian, why didn't you do anything when you was mayor? Right. If, if, you know, if you was mayor and you thought this was wrong, why didn't you make changes? You know, you was in power and you didn't <laughs> do nothing. He did nothing. Uh, I, 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 the Castro mayor? boys are, there's less of them than meets the eye. I mean, you know, they're, they're, they, they, they're just not very impressive people and they, they, they are complete political animals that's all they are they just ambition 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 uh and uh, uh it's not for them it's not yeah I, I they were raised to be this you know really they were and i know a little bit about them their youth and growing up on the west side and stuff because i i know people that know them or went to high school with them and those th- those guys will say anything Anything, yeah. both of them. They'll say anything uh, if it furthers their personal ambitions, and and that's all there is to them. There's nothing else. They grew up poor. They came up, went to a great college, and now look at them now. They could be saying, "See, this could be you. If I can do it, if I can right. be raised on the west side, poor, and my mom making tamales, you can do it too." But no, he doesn't do that. What does he do? He does his bull crap. As you well, well I, you know, and that's what, for a lot of folks that I know on the West Side, that's what they say. It's like they never did a damn thing for the West Side. They, they had a great opportunity, you're right, to, to you know, have put that story out there. We're the sons of, uh, of a single mom who had to work really, really hard to, to you know, provide for us. And we made it, man. We made it. And you can, too. But they're like Obama. They go in the exact opposite direction. And I can tell you there's a fair amount of folks on the West Side that, you know, that don't think a whole lot about them. <laughs> That's why they I know that for a fact, anymore. you know. Huh? That's why they don't live there no more. They right. have a residence, but they don't live there. Right. You know? I concur. I got to go, man. I appreciate the call, brother. Thank you, Sam. It's always a pleasure. 210 uh, kind of leaving the, uh, the, uh, phone lines open for your reactions to what you saw last night with Biden and with, uh, Tim Scott. Also some, uh, Hunter Biden and Rudy Giuliani news that I want to, uh, kind of, uh, tie together when we get back. 210-599-5555. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. And we're back. Newstalk 550 KTSA FM 1071. And I'm Sean. Phone lines are open two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. I am I, I'm a little slappy right now because I, I I only got about nineteen minutes sleep last night between the speeches and Bill Taylor on Ken's Five telling us what's going on with this tornadic uh, activity and uh, and the uh, and the wind and the rain. I just didn't because we had a resurgence of the thunder right around two thirty in the morning. So I just didn't get a lot of sleep. So old Sean's feeling just a little slappy this morning. And uh, I was kind of cracking up when Don Morgan is uh, reporting on, uh, you know, the, this business of uh, we're going to keep, we're going to make it permanent that you can buy booze, like at the drive through you know, and have it delivered to you only in Texas. I mean, I think it's great. Don't get me wrong. You know what I mean? Because uh, it, it was a great idea to keep sort of these businesses going that, Depend on alcohol sales to a certain extent, right, Don? But, you know, if, if, 
the only thing, only thing that's bad about being able to buy booze at any given drive, like it, it's really not all that healthy for the alcoholics of San Antonio. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if you're an alcoholic, you know what I mean? Be able to just go through the Taco Cabana drive-through and get straight tequila. It might not be a great idea here and there, you know. How come Mr. Sean always desires Taco Cabana on Sundays? I don't understand. The rest of the week he likes Jalisco's. But on Sundays he always wants a quesadilla from Taco Cabana. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm just saying, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's just kind of an interesting little thing to be able to do. To buy booze at the drive-thru uh, at any, any number of these places. I haven't done the del- delivery yet, yo, though. You know what I mean? I don't know who delivers booze. I guess you can get booze delivered. Mm-hmm. Well, but I don't know door, if that's a good idea. DoorDash or something? DoorDash. <laughs> can right. you bring me some Mad Dog 2020? <laughs> <laughs> is, this, is this DoorDash? Yeah, I want me a bottle of Mad Dog 2020 and a pack of smokes. Can you, can you deliver that? Sure, Mr. Rima. <laughs> you know, the first time I ever went to a, a drive-through at Taco Cabana, I had I had just moved here, and I I right. rolled up, and then they asked me. I I placed my order at the drive-through, and they asked me if I wanted a margarita, and it was like this revelation to me because you know they didn't have booze in the drive-through windows at restaurants where I come from. Or, or me, yeah. So, you know, so I was, see that in Maryland, I just, no. I looked at my wife, I'm like, holy hell, no wonder you live here. <laughs> I love Texas, man. Texas is heaven on earth, man. This place is you great. Know, I'd like one ground beef taco and five margaritas, please. <laughs> well, and I went, there was this one place, you know, over northeast, I forget it was off of Neko Perrin or something, but it was uh, the Daiquiri Factory, I think it was called. Oh, and yeah. They had a drive-thru. The factory. Yeah. And, and I remember being in there. I was like, well, how do you do that? And so, well, State Lodge says you have to tape the straw to the lid. Okay. Because that solves it. <laughs> that solves it. <laughs> that that makes it easier. Straw the lid. Bad. That makes it harder, <laughs> well, right? See, yeah. It's child-proof. <laughs> <laughs> Drunk-proof, you mean? Yeah, so drunk, I can't I, get the straw off the lid. Uh, all I'm saying is, like, I would love to see what the stats are on tequila sales at Taco right. Cabana on Sundays. Yeah. You know what I mean? I would just be curious to see. Well, you do know, they see a spike on Sundays? I you bet know? they do. Yeah, when, when I found uh, out about you know. the whole you know, drive-through window margarita <laughs> thing, I thought that I automatically thought they did this at every drive-through restaurant. So I, the next time I was at McDonald's. <laughs> And a, a margarita, you ain't supersize that. Go right ahead. Give me a couple of McDoubles and a shot of rum. I want you know, one of your McMargaritas. One your McMargaritas. Make it snappy. <laughs> I'm getting the shakes. <laughs> I'm detoxing. I'm detoxing in my car. Come on, it's Sunday. Come on, hurry up. How long does a taco make or take to make? My God. Because, you know, you can't just order booze. You have to order food, right? So I'm just yeah. saying. I wonder what the single taco and and margarita shot stats are at Taco Cabana's on Sunday. <laughs> I'd like six shots of Margaritaville and, uh, I don't know, a couple of chips. <laughs> I don't have a problem, though. Yeah, small small chips and salsa and 12 margaritas. Thank you very much. And 12 margaritas. I don't have a problem, though. Put them all in the same cup. I don't care. <laughs> Life is good. I'm buying this crap at the drive-thru, man. Woo. Only in Texas. <laughs>
God bless you, Texas. All yeah. right. <laughs> and now you can have it delivered to your house. Oh, God. Yeah, that Man. would go over well. That would go over well in my house. Right. Um, who ordered the fifth of vodka uh, from DoorDash <laughs> with the straws? <laughs> the straws? I don't know, baby. It must have been a mistake. But we can't, like, just let it go. Oh, just put it in the cabinet there, baby. <laughs> well, we don't want to see that go to waste now, do we? No, uh, oh, man. Uh, people in China ain't got no vodka, so let's right. go ahead and drink it, baby. <laughs> <laughs> There's people in China. You Jones in for a margarita right now. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> <laughs> you want a taco? I got a taco with it. <laughs> you know, you, know I, you guys laugh, but there's like a whole bunch of folks out there who are in the service industry who run the drive through at Taco Cabana going, yep. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. We sell a lot of single tacos on Sundays, man. Right. <laughs> All right. What's your 599 Well, now everybody I, else is going, yeah, I know, but I'm fine. I'm fine. Really, I'm fine. Now I, I want to go to Taco Cabana all of a sudden. Well, inflation's hit everything else, but Jack in the Box, taco, two tacos, still 99 cents. There you go. The way they sold tequila as yeah, well. They, they had boomers of the Sweep up, man. All right. 210 <laughs> What's the pot bill we got going on? And we got some pot legislation happening too on Willie Nelson's birthday. Uh, medical marijuana. I like it. <laughs> I got a condition. Um, <laughs> it's for my glaucoma. <laughs> it's for my liver cirrhosis. I, I need the pot for my for hitting the taco cabana every day. It's for my hangnail. Uh, yeah, officer, I've got what's called jangly nerves, and it's helping me take the edge off a little jangly bit. Nerves. Get the sure. jimmy legs. Is there, a taco, is there a taco cabana around here, sir? I don't have a problem or nothing. Is that taco cabana here? Slow, like close? Like close? Like close? Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Can I buy you a taco? <laughs> you want a taco? I got one. Don't look at any other bag. Uh, Two one zero five nine. Bunch of drugs in here. I just outed every booze hound in San Antonio in one segment, man. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five. They're all going. Would you shut up, man? I've been pulling it off for months. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. We'll take a little breaky, wakey, wakey. And uh, I, I, I was going to talk about Hunter. Bi- Speaking of alcoholics, I was going to talk about Hunter Biden. And uh, and another alcoholic, a well-known alcoholic, uh, Rudy Giuliani. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I've got some intersectionality on uh, on their lives uh, that I want to put forth uh, in a few minutes. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. It is Sean Rhyme on News Talk five fifty KTSA. This is Scott Robbins. Stay connected with News Talk five fifty KTSA and FM one zero seven one on Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA dot com. News Talk 550 KTSA. Uh, uh, the, the Fox News was just rolling footage of all the fist bumps and the elbow bumps from last night after, in the, after the speech there with Joe Biden. Oh, God, they're obnoxious, aren't they? Six trillion dollars. Six trillion dollars is what the man wants to spend to ruin your life and destroy this country. Couldn't he destroy the country a little cheaper? You know, you know what I mean? Like, couldn't he, like, couldn't he? Cut a few things to destroy the country, to do it a little bit more, you know, a little cheaper, a little more efficiently. Six trillion bucks over all these bills. You know, I did a little video last night, just a brief one, uh, where I was like, you know, 
you young people love this guy. I was talking yesterday about the hippie wall with my daughter, you know, like so we really don't talk politics, you know what I mean? Because at some point you hit the hippie wall because she's in college and stuff. <laughs> For all I know, she's, you know, a Scientologist at this point. So, you know, you, you know, young people, they just, they, they adore this, the, the Democrats and they adore Biden. A lot of, not all of them, but, you know, in general. Uh, and, uh, I just said on the video, it's like, man, this is the world you're going to have to live in. I mean, I, I hate to say that I'm actually happy I'm in my 50s at this particular moment in, in American history, but I am. You know what I mean? I, I don't want to be in my 50s, you know, 20, 30 years from now after this crap takes hold. We really need to get these midterms. We need to get some uh, some more balance uh, in the House. We need to get the House back because uh, this they're just steamrolling this country. They really, really are. Um, so Rudy Giuliani had... Who I actually, it was actually one of my favorite, somebody I look up to and always have for, for many, many years since he was, uh, uh, the top prosecutor in, in New York City. A brilliant man, uh, you know, uh, but a half a dozen FBI agents, uh, busted into his apartment yesterday. Uh, and they're looking for, uh, evidence of, uh, Giuliani, uh, lobbying for Trump in, in Ukraine when he didn't really have an official position. Or was his personal lawyer? They they want to take him down with that. And, and I'm watching this unfold, and I'm thinking, Hunter Biden. <laughs> well, need I say more, Hunter Biden? You know, is are they even bothering with Hunter Biden anymore? He, he's going to have a he's going to be like a guest professor at Tulane University, talking about you know fake news and media. You know, uh, Hunter Biden, uh, you know, uh, makes a lot of money out of you. He made a lot of money out of Ukraine, but, uh, you know, is he, is he in jail? Is, are they, are they continuing to storm his apartment or his mansion or wherever the hell he lives? No, he's going to be a guest professor at Tulane, uh, and he's, uh, he's got a book out. <laughs> he gets a book deal. Gets to go on all the late night shows. He's a rock star, man. He's a scumbag. And he's an absolute rock star right now on the left. And it's perplexing to me. Well, not really. But no, they better go after Giuliani and find out what he was doing in Ukraine. Oh, okay. That makes sense. 210-599-5555. Again, that's where when Biden started talking, started talking smack about autocrats last night, I really had to swallow my barf. It was so close, man. I was like, <laughs> I was just choking on the bull crap. It's like, look in a mirror, baby. You are the epitome of an autocrat. Uh, hang on, let me get this. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I didn't have the volume down. Uh, 210-599-5555. And that's, that's the hypocrisy and, and, and uh, that I can't stand. And what's, what's disturbing is that, you know what, young people, they hear that crap and they go, yeah, man. Yeah, that's why he's the president, man. He's going to take on the, those crap guys, you know. <laughs> they don't even know what autocrat means. But, you know, when you're Joe Biden, you need a, and, and you're a Democrat in general of, 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 uh, some power and influence, you need a steady stream of victims and morons. 
victims and morons to support you, people who are low content, uh, who who sat through that crap last night, the longest hour and six minutes of my stinking life, and listen to that old fart prattle on. And then having to listen to them gush about, oh, God. I mean, Van Jones was almost crying again, you know. I mean, it, oh, thank God we have a president with empathy. Who cares? Blah, 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 blah. They just gushed over him. Meanwhile, Tim Scott is an Uncle Tom. <laughs> Great race warriors of, of America in the year 2021. Oh, that guy, he's such an Uncle Tom. He's such a token. He gave it up for the white man, you know. Because certainly there's nothing racist about, uh, you know, believing that if you have a certain skin color, you should only vote Democrat. There's nothing racist about that at all, is there? Just like there's nothing racist at all about the idea that I have, uh, I'm a Caucasian, I'm a honky, and because I got me some pale pink skin, that means I must be an oppressor, to use Tim Scott's word. Both are equally racist. There's no such thing as reverse racism. Racism is racism is racism. And if you believe a black man shouldn't be able to make up his own mind about his politics and his worldview, and that uh, he should not think about it and just vote the way you tell him to vote, I'm sorry, man, you're the racist in the room, not me. So, I, I again, uh, you know, as a final note here, uh, I was really digging Tim Scott. I was like, that dude ought to be president. I want that guy to be president someday. And uh, watching Joe Biden, frankly, was just kind of depressing. <laughs> you know, it really was. It, it, he depresses me. He's bummer Joe, man. He depresses me because I know he's not the president. Uh, and it depresses me that uh, somehow we have arrived at this place. At this juncture in our history where we have allowed one side to cheat things so bad, they put a guy in office who's not even running the show, man. And then the agenda and the opinion set depresses me because, again, it's rife with bullcrap. Rife with bullcrap. So check out my stupid videos. I've done three so far this week. Most of them are horrible. And you can see those, and they'll, they'll, it's it's two or three minutes of your life you'll never get back. It's at KTSA.com, Facebook. Thank you, Chris. Thanks to our executive producer, Elaine Rodriguez, Don Morgan, my good brother, Trey Ware, and Greg Brockhouse. Brock the vote. We'll see you guys tomorrow on Newstalk 550 KTSA. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. Bye.